Welcome back to Hashtag Wolves and the first episode of the season. I'm your host, Noah, and as always, I'm here with my assistant to the host, Will. How are we doing? I'm doing good. Uh, revved up to start up the pod again and to recap the start of the Wolves season. So, yeah, Noah, this is our first episode. Yes, and a little housekeeping before we get started. If this is your first episode, this is our second season doing this, and we hope to be posting, I would say, once a week, and we'll try to pick up a consistent cadence and most likely post Monday. I know there's a lot of maybes in there, but I think we'll we'll lock down some consistency as the season goes on. Yeah, and if you're returning, Noah was definitely thinking of switching up his assistant to the host, but I scheduled an interview with Rachel Nichols and then went into a pre-pod meeting and yelled at him, you need me, you need me for this podcast. So we're back now. I don't even know if I have a response. I was going to say that should be relevant to you if uh, you've been paying attention to the Wolves offseason, Noah. <laughs> but in today's episode, we're covering the first three games of the Timberwolves season. Wednesday at San Antonio, Friday against Cleveland, our, the home opener, and then Saturday against Dallas. So why don't you get us started with the uh, Spurs game? Yeah, Wednesday, Spurs on the road. I did think there was going to be more of environment around, the, I guess, like the drama with Jimmy. But I think on the road, like obviously they, those fans don't really care as much about their news. Obviously, it was national and things like that. So I think it almost felt like a half start to the season. Always watching it on TV is a little different than going, I guess. But anyway, Spurs kind of started off the game nice, opened up into a lead. And Andrew looked like old Andrew, or same Andrew, I guess, with some tough looks. Jimmy seemed happy and it was like buzzing about. And we've seen in these last three games that his energy and I guess his effort has been there. Once the game started, it was really hard to even think about kind of the drama. And it seemed to just to take a backseat to like actual basketball, right? Yeah, but it's hard. It's hard not to overreact when you see like once once the balls actually get rolled out, like that the chemistry can still be there. But I definitely agree with what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And then the Wolves were able to climb back to within four by halftime. And then it seemed like that Jimmy and Jeff were keeping us in it. And then we're up two after three. Jeff seemed to actually like play pretty good defense, and his energy has been there all year. Rose as well. off, But defense as a whole, I guess, with the team hasn't been a, a highlight, you could say. Yeah, you've been kind of telling me at each quarter break when we've been watching the games together, like what we're on pace to give up and what we're on pace to score. So Yeah, if you double the score at halftime, it's... It's a, it's a nice little way to, to see what could happen. Welcome to Adam Silver's NBA. <laughs> yeah. Poor game from Cat. LaMarcus is still a large man and can push people around. Ripped down some O boards. I don't think that's really, any, any, I don't know, us getting O boarded on. New verb there. Isn't really a surprise to anyone. But for the box score end of the game, T with 27 and 8 for 12. You know how I am about efficiency. Had to point that out. Butler with 23 and Wiggins with 20. Honestly, by the end of the game, I did feel better about Wiggins, and I guess I'm a little biased towards these three games as a whole, because they're sort of merging together, and I feel like his efficiency is up and his shot taking is up. But that first quarter, I was, well, we had a couple of turnaround jumpers and just thought I was going to go back to the, the old ways. Yeah, a lot of long twos still, so I think that's just something that we're going to live with. The big takeaway from me, I think, in the Spurs game was just a poor performance from Cat and how much we're really going to need him. So, like, our most recent memory of what he's been up to, other than, like, lots and lots of Fortnite over the summer, was a really poor series against the Rockets. And I didn't think he had a stellar week overall, but this was definitely the 
the down note the Spurs game. No, and then like you'll definitely get some TMZ type headlines because it seems that he has been pulled the most into all this drama. Was it last night? There's chanting Jimmy Butler when he's at the free throw line, things like that. So I think I think it's kind of a perfect storm for him getting pulled into thrown under the bus. I mean, that's kind of inconsistent the last two weeks of the preseason. Yeah, two for six in that game isn't really what we expect out of Cat shots or points-wise, so chalk that up as an L for him. Yeah, definitely. And for us. <laughs> but in general, you kind of like to talk about good loss, bad loss. Like, what do you what do you think? I do dislike about myself that I'm almost addicted to, like, margin of victory and sort of looking at who we're playing. This is a really <laughs> deep cut from Noah, by the way. We could... This could be a while, yeah. <laughs> and so just... Looking into that, I, I think I almost don't see it as a big deal. Like when we lose by two, like the difference losing by one and winning by one, there's not much going on there. And I think that was kind of the theme of the week with two losses by four and a win by eight, was it? So to answer your question, I don't think it was a terrible loss. And I think we were kind of supposed to lose that game. I I, I, I don't know much more, but... No, I, I, I wish think, I was more dramatic. No, I think it's a, I like think that. it's a good frame of mind to keep like thinking about games. Is this like a good win or an average win against a bad team? Is this a bad loss or an expected loss? Yeah, and I think you, I think you captured it well. And I think with something like the NFL, where you have sixteen games, the first three have a total influence on how you value the team as well as their chances. Because if you're zero three. I think there's always those stats like one team in the last X years has made it if they start 0-3. That's just not the case with the NBA mm-hmm. with the amount of anyone can win on any given night and 82 games. It's just you really don't want to put that much stock into them. But that doesn't stop Timberwolves, Reddit, or any other media. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So then looking ahead to the Cavaliers game, the Wolves get their first game at home. Yeah, it was fun. We both were at the game with a good friend of ours, and it was it was just it was good to be at the the stadium again. Switch seats, but not that different of a view. <laughs> it was a rotation about the center of the court. Yeah, so we rotated around the nosebleeds of the stadium. So, um, but we could see everything. And <laughs> <laughs> listen to the last five minutes of the episode for a deep dive on our seats and where to find us at the game. I guess I'm just going to quit this podcast. <laughs> So there was there was nice to be the home opener. The intros, as we'll put here, were very interesting, as everyone expected. Lots of cheers for hometown players and fan favorites, and then pretty significant boos for was Jimmy last out of the tunnel, I believe. Uh, you might be right. That would be pretty bold to put him. No, it was for sure Cat. Oh yeah, you're right, you're right. But he wasn't first. So there's just a ton of boos, and then I think even bigger boos for. Tips. Boo. <laughs> okay, I, I missed the Jimmy booze, so I had to go in deep on the <laughs> Tibbs booze. The two of us were neutral on the booing, but we had a third friend who was definitely into it. But that was quieted pretty quickly, literally and otherwise, with the great game from Jimmy and the bench. Jimmy, what, 11 for 11? I don't have it in front of me from the free throw. I know he didn't miss a free throw. And I think 10 for 11 or 9 from nine from 10 from the field. It's really just a game you... He went out there and put the perfect game that you just couldn't argue with. Mm-hmm. And because of that, by the by halftime, there was MVP chance and obviously not really any booze. Like it wasn't the, the whole crowd wasn't chanting MVP, but the whole fact that you could hear MVP and no booze, I think sort of speaks to the situation and yeah. how Minnesotans are in general. It was clearly like a counter to the booze. So 
I feel weird saying it was a counter to the booze, like to all the booing that was going mm. on. Um, not like a counter to the alcohol. Or alcohol free yeah, podcast. Yeah, exactly. So um, uh, this podcast is a temple. <laughs> so it was clearly like some sort of counter movement, but I saw links on like to articles that were like booze switched to MVP chance. Overall, though, it was a really great game from Jimmy. He got a lot of steals and a lot of high percentage looks. So he deserved the not boo chance, I would say. Yeah. I mean, when you go 33, seven rebounds, three assists, four steals, and two blocks, like I think even if you're one of those fans who booed him, you, you can't deny two things. Like, one, that he's an amazing basketball player, and he's specifically going to try for the Timberwolves. Obviously, we don't have enough experience with GMs or <laughs> personal knowledge of the players to know what's really going to happen with Jimmy, but I don't think you can argue that his effort's going to be there throughout the season. And if, like, obviously, we're going to be better with him and than without him. So yeah. that's kind of what I'm sticking to. I mean, obviously, we're a little late to the drama with this podcast, so I feel like what's needed to be said around that already has been. Yeah, it's going to be a carrying theme throughout the season, but I don't think we're the the first ones to comment on the situation. Yeah, you're totally right. Like it's it's hard not to think about it as we go through the games, but it's as the games continue and as there are no new updates to the Jimmy situation, it'll become less and less of a big deal. Completely. So, but in, and with this game in particular, like he wasn't the only highlight. Towns kind of struggled again. The bench played really, really well. But as far as one single performance, that's the one that you would definitely have to single out. Far and away, it was the MVP of the game. Other players obviously played great. And what we had, I think, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys with double digits. So still a team win. I keep saying it over and over again, but like the drama headlines or sort of the TMZ type stuff totally goes to the way, wayside once I see like a game of mm-hmm. basketball. I'm not saying it won't be a headline, but like, I just want to see wins at this point. <laughs> yeah, you leave it outside the lines. Once you step onto the court, we're all we're all on the same team here, I think right? You just infringed a trademark or something. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so then the Wolves hit the road and go back to back in Dallas. Really not a stellar game, I would say. No, like a four point loss again isn't obviously a ton. The line had us losing. We've gone with the line every game, so we've kind of played how we expected to. But I think once you see 136, 140, you just think of defense. Yeah, definitely. easy headline. Definitely, yeah. So some of the bigger talking points from the game, another really stellar defensive performance from both teams, as Noel mentioned, a 140-136 loss for the Wolves. Uh, Jimmy sat out, which I I think was due to rest and requesting a trade. Didn't plan it. (laughs) So so in a little sub-bullet. Yeah, exactly. Okogi got the start in his place. Scored like eight or something. I don't. I I for sure had it marked. He had six, okay. but it, I heard it was a solid six. Um, I listened to the game, which was a very unique experience, as you heard the wolves kind of like build up a lead and then have it diminish away. I mean, good for Okogi to get the start because paying attention to the rotations. We'll talk about this a little bit later. I was wondering if Tibbs was going to throw him in. He's not usually too generous with rookies and playing time no not at all and then just to throw him the start i guess i he i mean he played fine he didn't impact the box score a whole lot other big points of the game d rose played really really well so twitter was all fired up uh but it's honestly super good to see him with a spring in his step but one of the significant parts of the game is he was playing defense on dennis smith jr and a game situation uh smith drives towards the basket and does a like classic step back push off move that was 
pretty blatant and actually draws an and one uh, to put the Mavs up three as opposed to Timberwolves ball tied with six seconds left. So it was a pretty bad call. Did you did you end up I, seeing I saw, it? I saw like highlights at the end of the game and, yeah. and then just kind of watched it over again. And yeah, I mean, I think it's a push off, right? But you probably should just put yourself in a better position to win. No, but. it was a push off. <laughs> they cheated. <laughs> no, I, you're you're definitely right. Like you don't want to put. I need yourself... to get more angry before this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't want to put yourself in that situation because I'd say we're probably a better team than the Mavericks. But considering that we're going on the road without Jimmy on a back to back, like you just want to put the game away and not let it get to 134 points before. Dennis Smith Jr. again pushes off. Yeah, I mean, those are like the boring talking points, right? And I think that's what needed to happen. But yeah, it was a push off. So like, I, I feel like we've had that. The Timberwolves have, for various reasons, gotten coverage on each game. And then like the plan B is just like, let's roll back to Butler. Or yes. like, let's call Rachel Nichols. Yes, for sure. So I don't know. It's, it's nice to see the Wolves getting attention, even if for the wrong reasons, right? Yeah, I'll, t- I'll take as many push-offs and D-Rose comeback games as possible to keep us in the news. Mm-hmm. And then with any D-Rose type thing, I think right now it's interesting because it seems like people want to either be pr- like so pro or so against D-Rose. And I think it stems from like his variance as a player in his career. Like He's been an MVP at one point, and he's been, what, like a ninth man like mm-hmm. statistically on a team. But I think, like don't you just want the best for him as a player and as like a person? Like, yeah. And so it's interesting to me to see Wolves fans like, but you know, like everyone's, everyone thinks he's going to be an MVP again. It's like, no, I, I don't, I don't think he will ever, ever win an MVP or probably ever go to an all-star game mm-hmm. or anything like that. Right. But if he can, it's nice just to see that he has the ability to have a flash, like for a flash of himself going 11 for 21 in a game. Right. Yeah. And to have three good, pretty much point guards. Right. Yes, definitely. Like, I think his impact can't be separated from. Tyus's role off the bench too and when he was brought on I was really nervous that he was going to take Tyus's minutes away but if they can pull off a two-guard starting lineup with or three, a bench lineup and then rotate like the three guys in yeah obviously with Teague probably grabbing the most minutes but and, and then Tyus apparently got uh, a bigger role with some talks with the front office but having those guys kind of do point guard or two guard by committee it may not be the best defensive scheme but for games like these where Rose really has it and the Cavs game where he was providing a lot of energy, like he looks fast, he looks energized, hopefully he takes a couple rest games during the season and like he stays fresh. Yeah. And I think there was a lot of commentary this week, like what do we do with three guards who are potentially going to be good? Because in Minnesota sports, like if your bench is good, you kind of panic, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like what are we supposed to do with, with these good players sitting on the bench? But I think on like a much better team you want a good bench like this is this is an optimal situation we don't need to like immediately trade the you know one of them and try to pick up like a forward or something like we can did i text you that we we should (laughs) like uh oh our bench is going to be maybe okay what are we gonna do yeah throw up your hands okay what do i do with my hands yeah for sure (laughs) so that was the mavericks game a couple other stats to keep an eye on. Towns got up to 31, but sometimes I feel like he has kind of invisible stat sheets. Him and Tosh. Yeah. When, yeah. When you're shooting close to the basket, it's putbacks. It's like, it's little things you just that aren't that great. Yeah. It's not Jamal Crawford pulling mm-hmm. up from half court. Miss Jamal. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll move on from that. But uh, Okogi Tears. got to six, and Luka Doncic, I'm going to 
He's going to be a league pass guy for me. No, I'm going to keep my eye on him. He had a 26 and five and completely forgot that DeAndre Jordan is no longer on the Clippers. He had a 22 and 10. So, and uh, Dennis Smith Jr. pushed off on Derrick Rose. I feel like we just get bodied by the DeAndre Jordan and Aldrich types. Yep. Like, what's the, I don't know if people on here have seen the picture of what Towns trying to back down Cousins or something. Yeah, and Boogie Cousins. Has it's, a face like he's like about to get his lunch money taken. Yeah, any any sort of center that just like, oh, he rebounds really well and dunks it. Like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> that is not good. So Him and Taj asking like, do you want to guard him? <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll keep an eye on that this season for sure. But on the week we go one and two. Noah, your thoughts? I'm trying to come up with a big take, but like it's what's expected, right? It's like it's like getting an eighty percent in a test. You're gonna be all right, but you're not happy. Like things are gonna be fine. And I thought there was flashes of of greatness. It's fun to see Rose play well. It's fun to see Wiggins play well. Towns could have had a better week, but I think he'll revert to the mean. Tyus is quiet and steady for. 10 points like there's there's a lot of fun headlines to cling on to and a lot of drama so i think i think we'll keep watching and i think one and two is just fine right now yeah can i float like maybe a little bit of a hot take by you yeah like set me up okay yeah the west is going to be an absolute meat grinder the west is good at basketball yeah the west is very good three to eight that's what everyone loved that that mysterious three to eight how's that going to turn out these games against the spurs and mavericks like our first two games against the West, I don't want to say they're gonna like be important at the end of the season, but they might be important at the end of the season. Does that does that resonate oh, I mean, what, with you last at all? Last year was it like two or three wins between three and eight or something? Yeah, like it was at least five or less. Um, so yeah, I mean they could be the difference between three and eight. I'm not gonna say that, but right. I kind of move on from the past. So. Okay, it seems like it resonates with you a little bit. Like the first like two weeks of the season shouldn't be like LOL because LeBron's in the West now. No, the Rockets they, aren't going to be count. as good. They count, but like if someone told you before the season started that one and two is we're going to be at with this drama and all this stuff, you'd say like, all right, like, shrug your shoulders. Yeah, like I'd say like, oh, like, I guess we'll get like, like it just feels like an eight seed, seven seed type thing yeah i would just ask if we still have derrick rose we're gonna be like everything's gonna be fine <laughs> even with the absence of jimmy yeah oh, if yeah. one timber bowl fa- like falls do they like is it like dominoes or no it's an elected position so if we got rid of all those guys i mean we still have luol dang but i'm sure oh i forgot he's even on our team <laughs> yep de- yep definitely see they sneak up on you <laughs> but i i definitely agree one and two nobody panic uh there were some other takeaways from the week like Noah, you mentioned the like lack of defense. We lost our two road games by four, and like really, really high scoring affairs. Yeah, not even on like a saber metric type standpoint. Like I don't even have any really advanced stats going on here. We'll warm up, but just giving up 140 points, like it's just it's not okay. And I I think our offense isn't. No one's offense is good enough to. And they they won't give up 140 every night, but no one's office is good enough to do that and win on like a 500 basis, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, something needs to change there. But it's kind of always been the easy talking point, and we were able to figure it out last year. So I don't I don't think we're going to be a top 15 in the defense of area, but <laughs> no, and we weren't last year. So in bringing back most of the same guys, you would think it's again it it's be just more kind of like the an same thing, right? Right. 140 is a little high, but. <laughs> is what it is and we can just up the offense because that's sort of what we do and it's what tips does right yeah 
surprisingly, as we learned last yeah, yeah. year. Yeah, I mean, I, I, even though we used to know him as a defensive coach. It seems like an offensive type setting with these guys, at least. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely an offensive-minded team, despite everything that Taj does, which we love. Um, we talked about like Rose and Tyus and some of the nine-man rotation. I got to shout out Anthony Tolliver. When we were at the home game and he was just mercilessly pumping threes, I loved it. And you just got to think about it in the context of him versus Jamal. So it's kind of what we lost in game. And at, Belly. And Belly. Yeah, so it's kind of like, think of those two gone and him in. I think you're putting up less shots, right? I would think so, but yeah. taking better ones. So I think it's been a win for efficiency. And there's enough guys already on the court who want to shoot. Like Rose, when he like blacks out and he's... MVP again, mm-hmm. do some crazy stuff. Obviously, Butler and Towns are going to put up shots. Wiggins is going to go nuts. We don't have Shabazz anymore, so that's all right. Bummer. But- <laughs> that was a real sticking point for you last year. So I'm. It was just so easy to like point at the dumpster fire and say like that's bad. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I also like to watch somebody that I could model my game after, and just seeing Tolliver <laughs> run from three point line to three point line. And having him back, like, I love bringing Wolves back. And it just makes me, like, super sentimental for the doldrum years, so. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's of as much of a locker room guy as Jamal? I just don't feel like we hear enough. Like, the age is there, right? Like, his time in the league is there. And I'm yeah. sure he teaches the guys some things. I just don't feel like he has the... Jamal seemed to have a little more, like, of a hop in his step or kind mm-hmm. of his arm around guys type thing. From what I understand, though, Jamal was, like, a Hall of Fame like locker room guy like he runs the seattle pro-ams and like he's instagram famous for the crossover stuff like tolliver taking a like kick out three he's not as fun either no much of a personality like you're not gonna look to him but it from all accounts and you know we should brush up on this a little bit but tolliver seems like he would be a great locker room guy Mm -hmm. and i think with the amount of noise that's going on right now i think it's good to mix in a few like saltine crackers like taj like what have you heard a quote from him like, Never. Like, I don't. It's probably just like good game. Yeah. Grab some boards. Yeah, for sure. Do you remember when LeBron made the decision to go to Miami? It was the same year that Tolliver got signed by the Wolves, and he released a video called like "The Decision Part Due." Part Due. Yeah. So like, so much of his like personality is wrapped up in like that YouTube video that I just remembered. He had the audacity to be like, hey, I'm taking my talents to Minnesota. That's awesome. He's very self-aware. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Any other observations from the week? Uh, No, honestly, not really. I think, what, like just a a bland week? I mean, like flashes of... And the kickoff, the start to the season. Like, what's there not to be excited about? (laughs) Come on, Noah. (laughs) From a performance standpoint, but yes, I, I totally understand. It's exciting to be back, and the NBA is NBA Twitter as, as ever. Yeah. There's actually a friend of mine at work who only follows NBA Twitter and doesn't watch any of the NBA. Oh. Just because the drama is just like a Bachelor level. Yeah, it's like listening to a Bachelor recap podcast without watching the show. <laughs> who would ever do that? Yeah, I don't know anyone that has personal experience with that, but I I think you're right, like, Excitement for the start of the season, maybe like a little bit of a disappointing week not to have a hot start, yeah. uh, but all things considered, pretty good. And I think the drama and all that will subdue until trade deadline. I, would, I mean, I, uh, something's going to go down there, or there's at least going to be news around it, right? Like Jimmy might stay, but there's going to be, I'm sure he'll start up another 
sort of shakeup of things, yeah. right? Yeah, for sure. And th- there have been some things like Pat Riley talking to his team that like, oh, they don't, they're done with that now. So I think things are going to die down as teams kind of like get settled. But also I think we're already on our toes for it. Like Jimmy, Jimmy seemed like a locker room guy. Well, he still probably is, but just in a more aggressive manner, I guess. Yeah, just to Tyus. <laughs> yeah. He's all focusing his love there. <laughs> um, and I think with that, we're now ready. Like if he says, yeah, I want to trade like it's just not gonna be a shock like this, yeah. this all came out as a shock right it's not like we expected this out of him mm-hmm. and so come trade deadline i, I think the drama is just gonna subdue especially as more like actual nba games happen yeah hopefully and then we can just stick to business yeah to the games. all business here and speaking of which we got this week just as a quick preview pacers Monday night on the road against the Raptors Wednesday and at home against the Bucks on Friday. Just so, a little bid to join the Eastern Conference. Yeah, yeah, a little. <laughs> hey, can we just slide in here? <laughs> It'd be sweet if we could just kind of stick around here for most of the weeks. But some winnable games there. Yeah, none of them. I mean, Pacers probably. Is Pacers at home? Pacers at home. I mean, Raptors is on the road. That'll be tough. That's one of like the harder games of the year then, right? For sure. And it's the Raptors during the regular season, so and they're actually good. At, against Milwaukee. I think it's just a really fun game to watch. Yeah, like Giannis for sure. is in MVP talks right now, and the Bucks are looking good. And then I, I always love watching Oladipo, and then obviously having Kawhi on the Raptors and see how that goes. So. Yeah, so you've got some high-profile players. It, it should be a fun week. What, you think if we can pull... I mean, you pull... It's one of those things. With three games, it's hard, right? Cause it's hard to win two games, and to go two for three and one for three doesn't look great at either. So mm-hmm. I think if you win two out of three here, you kind of give the week in an a yeah i'm gunning for two and one because if we beat toronto that's that's a huge upset in our book but i mean it's an nba so things definitely happen for sure well with that yeah how how